Hi, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Crazy Expert Podcast. This is the podcast series sharing with you ways to rebuild your life and indeed yourself following um, the breakdown of a relationship. Um, so hi guys, how are you all doing? It's a good topic, this bonus episode. So this is the one I've mentioned in a few previous episodes. This is the one, it's all about co-parenting like an absolute boss. So really, really important if you've got a child or children with the person that you're no longer gonna be with, obviously that is a really, that is something I'm going to say unique, but it's not quite unique because it's probably really common across relationships about having a child in common. But it's definitely a massive difference around how you're going to have to be going forwards, particularly if, fingers crossed, both people still want to be involved in that child's life, which is what which is what you ultimately hope for. And there's a kind of like a healthy connection that you're going to keep, which is the in- interest of your child and keeping your child happy. So I'm going to dive straight in with this one. So this subject matter caused me quite a lot of anxiety in in the early days. It was something that it all felt really new. As you guys know, one of the things I was absolutely convinced of was that I was going to absolutely fail as a single mum. I was so I was so sure of it, so certain that I just couldn't do everything and and I always use this term, I was just going to sink down and down further and further to almost this kind of fade, fades away. So I was going to have like this, this huge kind of burden. And I don't say burden in terms of looking after my son, because that is not a burden at all. When I kind of say burden, what I mean is that idea of full-time job, looking after um, a then two-year-old going into three-year-old keeping a house, trying to maintain some kind of social life or even instigate a social life. Um, and then the horrendous, horrendousness of thinking that you might want to date again. That's what I mean by that burden, that burden of trying to sort of restart everything again and keep everything ticking along and going. I felt tremendous, tremendous weight on my shoulders and I was absolutely certain that I was going to fail. And then in comparison my ex-husband would thrive because he was free of this awful woman and relationship that had been holding him back all this time so he would thrive and he would be super dad and then eventually my son would just be like mum is rubbish I don't want to be with her anymore I want to go and um I want to go and I want to go and be with dad because he's he's so much better and remember guys I tell you my head catastrophizes it's because I have to do forward thinking and forward planning for my day job and part of that is thinking about risks that might impact us so um it's an interesting place my brain I think that's why counsellors always get on with me because I think they're like whoa this is a this is a new project so it caused me a lot of anxiety thinking about how that was going to work and kind of really wanting to make sure that I looked after my own self-interests in that. So there can be quite a lot of um, tendency, I think, to almost go into what I call an elbows out stance for conversations like this. And what I mean by that is, particularly if you've gone through a situation where you feel that you've had no, you've had no control over a decision, you kind of had to react to stuff rather than being asked for what do you think and what do you feel what do you want 
you've just kind of been told this is happening and I was worried as well that I would go down a really negative path in terms of this co-parenting um, subject and approach and adopt this elbows out and when I say elbows out what I mean is that kind of do that stance now stick your elbows out see about someone trying to get past you so I kind of mean that but in a verbal sense of I'm gonna put up put up some blockers and I'm really gonna sort of say this is what I want and I'm not gonna move on it and I think some of that is that natural sort of tendency and yearning to get some control back in your life what I'm gonna say is the care for your children is not the place to try and um, get that control back unless there is a reason connected to their safety and well-being completely different story mentioning that I'm going to use that as a just a quick opportunity to to check myself you know I always do this guys I check my privilege some of these things that I'm going to describe I'm going to make it sound like it's the easiest thing in the world to do and part of that is because I'm coming out of a place where nothing absolutely terrible to my knowledge had happened it's my um, relationship breakdown is quite a typical one it's just that kind of gradually crumbling away people growing apart that's my story of breakup so I'm really privileged or I'm really fortunate that I don't have a, a, a background story that involves um, abuse or um, sort of violence or anything like that or that kind of worrying behavior that I know some people listening to are having to deal with so I'm I'm sorry in that respect if it feels like that well this is great for you in that quite straightforward situation and I completely understand that um, as with everything some people are doing this on diff different difficulty ratings I would say that I was doing this on the on the difficulty easy almost the tutorial mode so i really do hold that and there's some of you that are trying to trudge through this and you're on hard extra hard level when you're trying to work through this bit so just really want to acknowledge that because sometimes it can be quite frustrating to listen to someone that's like so far removed from what you're going through in that one in that one time but i still come back to your child's care other than protecting them from harm or something damaging to their well-being trying to sort of claw back control this isn't the situation to do it in um, and there's, there's there's other ways to sort of do that in a healthier way so to stop myself from getting too much into that elbows out I'm not doing anything I'm not going to be cooperative I asked myself a really simple question when I was still starting to think about how this was going to work I just asked myself the question what does my child want or what does my child need and that for me makes it so much easier so let me remove that question one minute let me try and tackle this if I just think about myself so our son's going to want to see his daddy and I don't really want that to happen because if I'm honest um, I, I don't really want to see his daddy for about three to six months minimum i don't want to see him on social media so why on earth would i even want him back in in the house and i just don't know how that's going to work and how that's going to make me feel and it just seems really unfair because he's kind of gone and now and now i just feel like he's going to take over exactly when he can come back so that's my inner monologue if i just think about it from my perspective let's compare it to if i say but what does my son want or need my son wants to see his daddy 
pure, simple, no other doubt about it. The follow-up question that I then have to that is, and is that a good idea? So this is where these other experiences come in because your answer to this might be different to what mine was because my answer to that, again, really simple is, is that a good idea? Yes, because my son loves his daddy and wants to see his daddy and his daddy loves his son and wants to see his son. So we're in that sort of mutual thing of the, the reasoning behind things is the right reasons and there's nothing in that situation that, that would possibly make me be worried or anything like that. So again, remember I've checked my privilege around that and about how fortunate I am that that's all I have to consider is, does he want to, does he want to see his daddy? Yes. Does his daddy want to see him? Yes. Right. So I've now got a responsibility to facilitate that. Can you see what's gone? I'm no longer focused on, but that's going to make me feel like this because as soon as something becomes something my son needs, I will automatically do what's best for my son. Automatically. And that might mean saying no. It doesn't necessarily just mean if he needs it, he gets it. So an example that I've got to sort of really compare this to just show that scenario in a really simple, much, much easier uh, scenario is my son will often say he wants or needs, he'd probably use it, I need a chocolate bar. So depending on when he's asking me that question or what has happened that day will influence what I'm going to say in response to that. So if it's like 11ths and we've had a good healthy breakfast, not too much in the way of snacks in between, the answers are really easy. Yes, here is a chocolate bar. There you go. If he asks that same question at half six, when it's he's getting tired, it's time to sort of start thinking about um, going up for his bath and going to bed, he's got less chance of that happening because I have to weigh up, is it a good idea? So two different situations in that. And that's what I mean around this thing around, yes, it's a really simple thing of your child needs to see the other parent, because that's the other thing I want to check myself in on. If I refer to sort of saying seeing their daddy and it sounds like a generalisation that it's generally dads that move out, I really am sorry. All I'm doing is referencing my experience. So I just really wanted to be clear on that. I do not make an assumption that it's always dads um, that leave the house because I know that's not the case. So, um, so there we go. So that's that simple thing. So I've removed all that thing around... I don't want to see him, I don't really want to see him for ages and ages because that's now irrelevant because my little boy does and my little boy is the most important thing in this scenario. So we've already gone from, I've got a lot of emotional stuff that I might, I'm not saying I need to uh, just push that to one side completely and I'm going to have to think of stuff that helps make me comfortable and that's what this next step is. Now use some of that work that you've done around boundaries and kind of setting things up so that you are going to be comfortable as facilitator of those two being able to see each other. So where I had to go from from that is acceptance that it's got to happen and I definitely don't want to be a blocker to it happening. So, so how does that look like for me? So if I just lay it out to, to people around what I would be comfortable with and see if that gets a big tick and they go with it or whether they've kind of got um comments or feedback around how they kind of want to swap that about so i guess where i went to quite quickly with that is i didn't want to do a doorstep handover like that really quick sort of exchange of children 
because I just know my son wouldn't like that. So that then went on from they're going to meet to my ex is going to be able to sort of come into the house and it doesn't have to be like two minutes and out they go unless unless that happens in a kind of natural way. So that went to there and we kind of just sort of test drove that for a little bit and I'm really going to say guys it started off I'm sure the conversations weren't exactly riveting and things like that and there was still probably a little bit of defensive language used every now and then but having this focal point of me kind of giving updates around what um, our little boy had been doing and things like that to sort of making arrangements and we kept it quite neutral the sort of stuff that we talk about and similar like in text messages and things like that it was all around arrangements about pick up at this time um, can you cover this day that kind of stuff we kept it to that and what happened over time was because we knew we could then be in the same room as each other that's evolved into I'm gonna call it I think we're friends now which is something I would have never imagined I would have got to if you told me that a year ago. Starts off with this focal point that no matter what we haven't got in common anymore, we've always got this little boy in common and a common interest to keep him safe and to keep him happy. And because that's our central sort of point, it's actually made bringing back a little bit of a friendship that's just kind of grown over time. So that's like a massive, a massive, um, sort of evolution for me particularly but it also goes to show that's again that's that's happened in in a year so I really just wanted to share that with you in terms of I always sort of looked at giving up any time with my son as the worst thing in the world but what we've got now is we've got this little team dynamic and that's what I tell my son we're a team so the other thing that I kind of thought of when we when we first made this decision to separate and the thing that caused me so much sorrow was that we weren't going to be a family um, and in my idea you know that family unit all live under the same house mum and dad are together but it's barbecues in the back garden together in the summer it's getting in the car and going out for sunday lunch that was gone and that made me so sad because i was like we have we're not going to have this family that i so wanted to provide my little boy and that made me really really sad so I kind of had to grieve for the loss of that but the other thing that's kind of come around and sort of evolved over over the last year or so is actually my thinking around well actually what is a family because this focal point goes a little bit wider than we just want to keep our little boy happy and safe we're actually a bit of a united front my ex-husband and I and we co-parent together really well our values in terms of what we've got tolerance for and what we haven't got tolerance for so we're both big on manners so we're quite strict on the please and thank yous and stuff like that um, and just sort of we've got a similar we have got a similar sense of humor just like these little things and we've both got quite a similar tolerance level of when our little boy um, is acting up not in a tantrum way because they're a bit different but when he's getting a bit silly We've both kind of got similar levels where the other one will sort of say, okay, that's enough now. <laughs> He's a very typical boy, kind of jumps over, jumps all over people and stuff like that, which is fun for two seconds. And then you're kind of like, could you stop? Um, but our little boy knows that as well. He knows that in the same way that kids whose parents are together maybe know that, that there is certain things he can get away with with each of us that he can't get away with the other one. But he knows for the big ticket stuff, Nah, there's no point, no point even risking it because them two, 
they're united he knows that and we still operate in, in that kind of close working together and the important stuff we really back each other over as well which is really nice and that's been another thing that I've been really pleased again I've used the word evolve a lot but a lot has evolved because um there's things where you think I'm going to be like gritty teeth for the rest of my life or um for the next 15 16 years and actually it doesn't it becomes something that is much easier but again because we're lucky because we've got two parties that are we've got the same aim we've got the same shared goal basically um so what i'm kind of coming to realize here as well is not just like that friendship kind of growing and that that teamwork in our own weird way we are a little family still because family doesn't have to be about all living under one roof and having family barbecues and going in the car and doing all those things it doesn't always have to mean that everybody's always together in order to be a family we are still a family in the sense of we can all sit around a table and um, we play a board game together um, on some days. But then we've also, we've got each other's backs and we still like look out for each other in the same way a family does. And the only thing that is different is that someone um, no longer lives under this roof, but they're still very much part of this family. And that kind of coming into the home and stuff like that, that I think that's why that sat better with me because it would still to our little boy's mind still feel like a normal family to him um so that's that reflection on that as well and that's the other thing that i would just really advise you is allow your mind to accept that this is going to change over time and that's the other reason why just find a starting point just find something really basic find one way that you're going to sort of be able to make it happen that the other part the other parent is going to still get to see the child even if you just get it down to once a month whatever people are happy with get that starting point get that first one down get it done as soon as possible because one that's better for your for your child because they're not having like an extended period where they can't see the other parent um, but that's going to be better for you in the long run as well it probably is going to be awkward it might even be that you just can't resist and you have to say something but if you both just keep showing up i i won't use the word guarantee because you can't guarantee anything but if people keep showing up and they keep showing up with the right intention you really will set yourselves up for success and i hope you would see a similar sort of trend to what i've kind of been really lucky to sort of have over the last year but yeah just flex that idea that that with that reflect initial kind of contact reflects the world right now people change the world changes your children are going to change um you you know i won't talk about that question what does my child want well, that voice is going to get louder the older they get and you're really going to have to listen to it and you're really going to have to respect it um, so things can change because needs and wants can change and yeah a bit of flexibility on both sides really helps so the last thing that I'm going to say and I've kind of covered it a little bit is you might also have to be prepared to just be the bigger better person and this is where I really am talking to people who have exes 
who don't play the game, who do use this as an opportunity to score points and do things like that, who might let your child down by not showing up when they've said they're going to. I send you so much love and respect if you're going if you're going through a situation like that because what has really helped in my scenario is just everybody being dependable showing up when they when they should do and also being able to ask each other for help and advice and things like that so if you're going through a situation where you haven't got that I'm sending you the biggest virtual hug because it must be so much more difficult but my advice is just be the better person so be that person that is that is there to sort of to sort of hold them if things don't go right and I guess try and if you can try and have some faith um that whatever is meant to be will be and that sounds like such a a a sort of hazy kind of thing to say to you but I think it's because it's like I do understand how lucky I am and I don't know how I would cope if I had a different situation where I'm trying to make arrangements and at the last minute the person doesn't show up and how I would kind of have to then, you know, rearrange what I'm doing, be there for my child and things like that. So I guess it's just, if I'm gone a bit hazy on what to say, I've got no advice because I've not had to deal with that myself. So I'm going to do it again. I sent you one already, but have another virtual hug. But um, if you are struggling with this, this is where I would say the Facebook group or one of your other Facebook groups, they can be a great place to just sort of go, is it just me or is this out of order? Put some stuff into that safe space. People might be in a similar position to me where they go, gosh, I've never I've never had to deal with um, a situation like that, but really sort of feeling for you there. So um you know just that art of sharing it so facebook group it's still there we're still sort of building it up we're still putting we're putting pictures in um and stuff like that the vision board do you want to see my beautiful vision board you've got to get in the group uh, to see it so that's and that's kind of it from that co-parenting perspective i wanted to keep it quite simple and just that kind of basic principle so just a really quick recap before i close this down i've got a really lovely little story to tell you right on the end of this one so remember don't go elbows out don't go in too defensive look after yourself but be willing to have a kind of two-way conversation on this be willing to compromise if you feel you can Second, if you are really feeling like your emotions are really getting in the way of being able to sort of make a clear decision on this, just ask yourself the question, what does my child want or need? And then follow that up with a really quick, and is that a good idea? Sort of get those risks out of the way. And if the answer to um, the second question is quite an easy yes, then you start doing the things that we taught you how to do before your boundaries so think about what do i need in place that makes me comfortable with this happening just have a think about that then you can sort of um lay that out to to your ex hopefully they go yeah that's about what was in my head they might go well that's that's okay but we might need to tweak it here and there accept that it's going to change because it represents the day that you're on right now 
So it's all right to kind of go, look, this is a kind of first idea. Shall we just road test it for a few months though? See how everybody's feeling. And if it's not quite working, maybe we'll tweak it. So have that, have that mindset that just because we've agreed it today doesn't mean that's how it needs to happen um, until, until your child is like 18. It can change. It could change quicker than a few months. You could go, this really doesn't work but have that conversation, just keep talking to each other. Keep that focal point, that focal point of what you've both in this for, and that is to keep your child happy and safe. If that remains your focus, even if a friendship's not possible, at least you're gonna be amazing co-parents because just put that child um, at the forefront of decisions. And who knows, over time, and I'm sending hopes out to everybody for this. I hope you can find a way to be friends because that strengthens everything so much more and it's a much nicer world to be in to try and find a way to sort of, um, to find a friendship back. So again, I'm probably speaking out to those people where it's not a huge wrongdoing has happened. People have grown apart, that kind of thing. Just because you grow apart as a couple doesn't mean that there can't still be foundations of a friendship. On the other hand, if something really bad has happened and you don't feel in a place to be able to forgive and forget, that's absolutely fine. But just see if you can think of a way that that's kept civil for the sake of your kids. I just think that's really important. What I love about this is what I'm hoping is, is that my son looks at me and his dad and sees two really good role models for just sort of still upholding those extremely important roles in his life his mum and his dad and that, that we can still work together and we can still be friends and we can still laugh together all that kind of stuff so I like being a good role model to my son feels good right so really quickly going to end on a little story so it was Mother's Day a few days ago here in the UK and I really wanted to publish this and I just couldn't get I couldn't get the words out uh, it still felt a little bit stuttery today so this one might come down and go back up again I don't know but anyway it was Mother's Day on Sunday and um, I think people get a bit wary about you being a single parent on Mother's Day because um, I got quite a lot of messages going, hope it's okay and things like that. So for me, um, Mother's Day is um, similar to sort of Valentine's Day. I'm not like overly bothered by it. I um, just kind of don't really do the big token gestures that kind of thing it's not my bag so with my little boy going to nursery and often get a nice homemade trinket which I did I got a really lovely card made by him I'm pretty much done with that but bless her my mum and dad they'll always send something as well and um, so I got a nice thing in the post a um, bit of chocolate and an amazing notebook which is Wonder Woman uh, which is also really lovely and I really and I really appreciate that so my ex-husband had messaged me in the morning. He was like, are you going to be in all day? And um, I was like, yeah. So I knew why he was asking. I thought, oh, well, that's, you know, that's fair enough. He's bought, he's bought a little card and he's probably got me some supermarket flowers. And that's really nice that he's remembered to do that when he doesn't really need to. So anyway, um, it turns up, he also gave me an extra gift, which was he agreed to take our son. <laughs> out for a couple of hours to give me a bit of a break which was the greatest gift of of all and any mum will tell you that um, the best gift on mother's day is time away from your children you need to sort of unpick that a bit but oh no we do love them but we do love our 
our downtime as well. So anyway, turned up, did the whole kind of called our son into the hallway. Our son came back and I was, like I said, I was, I thought it was nice and it was, I'm going to get a card and I'll get, and I'll get like some flowers and I'll put them in a vase and it's, and it's nice that he's thought to do that anyway. Son returns with a bag and it's not flowers. Um, it's actually like this really cool bag that um, is merchandise from a favorite Twitch stream, which was the most amazing surprise ever. And actually, it really, really touched me that he had gone to the effort to think of a proper thing that I might want. Because if he'd done the token flowers um, and a card, he would have still like been like, that's really nice actually, because at least he's thought about it and he still got you something. You know, it really went like the extra mile with it and it really touched me and it really made me see just how far we'd come in like a year um, that he felt able to do that as well without me thinking it was a sign or kind of reading anything into it. So he obviously felt safe that I wasn't kind of be like, oh, you know, he loves me. I'm like, oh, it's all good. He knows that I've, I've moved on enough so it's not like a, it's not a risk to him from that perspective. Um yeah and it just it really made my day i shared it out on facebook as well because you know that's what i do guys i should i share my whole life on facebook um but i'm a big believer in sharing these things and particularly there might be a perception that um that we're at war still or something like that and we don't really like each other and it was just nice to know that yeah maybe we are going to be all right and we are going to be friends um and that's nice and that gives me um that makes me feel really good for my kind of longer term future um, and how we're gonna sort of continue to interact. So I thought I would end on that because like I said, just something, it's just nice sometimes when someone just goes that, that little bit extra for you. Um, and the fact that it was my ex-husband just, just kind of made it a, just that little bit nicer for some reason. So there you go, guys. If you play your cards right and you do this well enough, you too could get merchandise from your favourite Twitch stream for a Mother's Day, birthday or Christmas present. So let that sink in. Maybe I'll, I'll pop a little picture of the um, of the bag in the Facebook group. So if there was not a reason to come and join the Facebook group before now, there is the ultimate one. You get to see the Mother's Day bag. <laughs> Crazy exes, I am going. I hope you have wonderful days and weeks and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.